off like we did last week. Just to me down a little bit. Uh, you know, I'll turn it down a little bit. Okay, so right before I hit that music, we were talking about how great the finale of Breacher was. I'm so and upset you said, right now. <laughs> you said, oh, I missed the last couple of minutes because my DVR cut off. And I said, oh, what'd you miss? And you said, I, I just got up to the part where God's in the church and he's, he's they're asking questions of God, right? That's the part you got up to? Yeah, and you're like, wait, there was like another 25 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, what? It, it was an hour and 20 minute long no. episode. And oh, you haven't watched, you no. didn't watch Talking Preacher either? No. Great, you should listen to this podcast. I don't know what I kind of- I feel so unprepared today, which does not like me. I don't know what kind of crappy ass DVR you have, <laughs> Jamie. Files. All right, so let's, let's backtrack. I'm David Brody from Elmstrad Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light FM in New York. We're big fans of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead and Preacher, and uh, they all coincidentally happen to be on AMC. We're not getting paid for this. Yes. And uh, so Preacher episode 10 was the finale, which means a couple of things. No more Preacher until season two. Yes. It also means we're a little closer to Fear the Walking Dead, which means we're closer to The Walking Dead. So I don't know what we're going to do the next couple of weeks, but this podcast is going to be so long. <laughs> Normally I make notes and it's like one page, page and a half. Uh-oh, it's like pages. I've got, I've got three pages. Oh, and pages. they're typed out. Yeah, Elvis, uh, our host, Elvis Duran, loves to, like, when he goes, I have paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I made notes because it's the finale. I wanted to get ready. So I'm excited about Preacher. I will fill you and anyone oh, listening man. to the podcast in on the 20 minutes you missed at the end, which was awesome. <laughs> Preacher really saved itself. It really had those couple episodes where we were like, but it was really oh, it good. totally redeemed itself. Okay, but did you read Entertainment Weekly with no, Negan on the cover? Not yet. So they say Batman Returns, which I'm a little weird. I guess they mean returns Batman. from the finale because he's the Batman. Oh, I see. The man Plan with the bat. I guess it. he returns from where? The finale where he was just on for like four minutes. Anyway, yeah. I wanted to read one section here. They're talking, by the way, pick up Entertainment Weekly. Great article on The Walking Dead. If we can find it. Yeah, well, I found it in my doctor's office. Uh, I better. And, I, and had he been five minutes later to come into the, <laughs> the room, the exam room, we kept me waiting, I was taking the pages out. Oh, I would have st- I would have taken the whole thing. But he was so freaking late, because <laughs> they do that, they store you in the room. Because the waiting room, you feel like it's taking forever and you get yeah. upset. So they store you in the room, and, you and you're like in there for like, now. And I'm, all, I'm next. But you have like another <laughs> half hour, 40 minutes. We talked about this on, on the Elvis Duran Morning Show, which I brought to the conversation. I was like, yeah. we got to talk about this. And people admit it. Oh, yeah. We stick you in there, so you feel like, oh, I'm almost oh, next. Terrible. It's like when it says, you're the next call to be answered in the queue. But yeah. that the person on the phone before you could be talking for an hour. You don't know. So I read the entire article, which was great. But it's talking about, you know, who dies. And the article, not me, not a spoiler, I don't know anything. The article says, you know, you'll find out who dies or what more than one person dies. So they also are leaving the door open for possibly a second person that Negan might kill. I don't like kill. that. I don't like that either because as it is, it's uh, going to be just gut-wrenching. So yeah. um, the article talks about how you're going to see a person's brain bashed and that you care about. But it also says uh, some of the characters you've grown to love are not going to be on the show anymore and it's going to end badly for them. Characters? Oh, no. Well, I guess they mean over the course of, you know, <sighs> Negan is not going to be nice to people yeah, in general. Yeah. Um, and uh, how it's a different world. You're going to see your favorite characters in a position that they're not, that they've never been in before, which is super vulnerable and victimized. Like they sort of were a terminus. Yeah. But like all the time. And they do talk about, um, it's a funny scene. Uh, I'm not going to get into the judgment of a person's appearance, but in the scene in the show, he, that he goes to the pantry in Alexandria according to the article. Negan? Negan. And, you know, the heavyset woman's in charge of the pantry. She follows me on Twitter. Oh, good. Well, he makes a comment like, why would you put the fat girl in charge of the food? Oh. But he also he also <laughs> talks about Negan in the comic books curses all the time. Oh, yeah. But on the show, they don't. So what they do is they have him curse like he was real Negan, 
so that the actor you're in the scene with feels the energy and the anger, and then he recuts the scene again without the curses. So oh, he memorizes he memorizes every scene huh. with and without the curses. That's interesting. So that's The Walking Dead. Great article. And uh, there was an interview with Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead, in comicbook.com this past week. And he said that when he was writing the comic book, he had a couple of different endings in mind. And one of them was when they reached Alexandria in the comics, that was how it was going to end. Like that was going to be safe haven and, okay, we made it, we're safe. Thankfully, he didn't end it there. No, because then we'd be done. Right, we'd have no more Walking Dead. So. Okay, we can't handle that. Now, Preacher. <laughs> oh, Episode man. 10, call and response. God is coming. That was the, They were all waiting for God because last week, uh, Preacher said, I'm going to bring God down using the telephone device. Yeah, with the dead angel hand. Right, so I love at the beginning, there's women all lined up for the God is coming bikini wax special. Yeah, <laughs> 50% off. Right, they're all, I, I would think if you're getting a bikini wax, you're getting 100% off. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, right? Which I thought was kind of weird. <laughs> Um, Tulip is looking for uh, Preacher at the beginning of the show, and she finds out he's at Donnie's house. So she breaks the glass. Oh, yeah. Well, she wants to find out where Preacher is. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. She breaks the glass. She kicks in the door, like, comes in the house, and uh, Donnie's wife is like- Oh, what? she bashes her face in yeah, the Yeah, she's like, what do you want? She smashes her face at the table, which, I, if I remember correctly, I don't remember the order, but there was also a scene- where uh, Donnie is spanking her ass so oh. hard just to sit on like frozen peas or yeah, something. Yeah, that was right before Tula right. busted in. Yeah. Right, right. And she had all like a weird wig and makeup. I'm like, all Yeah, right. well, later you see them in the show dressed up. Oh, you didn't see it. Oh, thanks for reminding okay, me. Okay, so I we'll, that. we'll get to the ending of the show. We're going to, we as a group, you listening to the podcast, we're going to help Jamie get we'll through this. We'll find out together. Because she didn't even know she missed 20 minutes. So let's see what else happened. Oh, so, so uh, Jesse walks out of the shower. He's like, What's up? So Donnie and his wife now are team team Jesse, team preacher, because they've had an epiphany or he used his power on them. I, we don't know why, but they're spellbound. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm like, what the hell is happening? He just comes out of the shower like, hey, Tulip. And what he said was, preacher could have had me kill myself in the bathroom with the gun in my mouth, but I didn't. So he, he gave me a pass. I'm going to give him a pass. But where did this epiphany come from? I because don't know. It, he was about to shoot him and he blew his own eardrum out, so he couldn't. I don't know. Yeah, he can half hear. I don't know. Um, Cassidy's in jail. That was pretty cool. That, I was very surprised with that whole sheriff scene. Well, so the sheriff sits down in the chair and he's like a coffee pot with like a pump. And he realized, I, we like, oh, it must be coffee. He's going to like, you know, interrogate him. I thought he was going to burn him. him or something. Well, I figured he was going to interrogate him for a while looking for Eugene. And he needed coffee to stay awake. But actually, it was blood. And he, he shot Cassidy because he knew he's a vampire. I was like, I should have figured it out. I saw the sunglasses and the dopey hats. And, and that's when Cassidy realizes he knows he's a vampire. And he kind of went through his old, like, rap sheet, and it was, like, 1920, yeah, 1930. Not, yeah, he goes, you were arrested in 1920, 1950, <laughs> 1960. He was, and they put the pieces together. And, he, and so then Cassidy goes to attack him through the jail gates, the cell bars, and he shoots him. Oh, yeah. He shoots Cassidy, and then he gives him blood out of the pump. And then throughout the episode, he keeps shooting him to get him to talk because he realizes he's a vampire, and he can take the shot. And, he, and Cassidy's pulling the bullets out of his Ugh. chest, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Tulip at one point tells Jesse she wants a favor. She needs him to do something, and it's dirty. I and you feel like she's gonna, gonna get it on. like she's gonna bang him, right? I was so excited about that. And she's pulling and on his belt buckle. I was like, oh yeah. And then she yeah. bends over the trunk of the car, and he, she pulls him close, right behind her. And you're like, oh, okay. I, I know. Yeah, preach, preacher. <laughs> and she opens the trunk, and it's it's Carlos, the guy that double crossed him years ago. Mm-hmm. And we see a fl- we saw a flashback at some point. Carlos left him at the bank. He untied a security guard. Because he it was looked, jealous of them being so close. I was going to say, he, I think he had a thing for Tulip, and you know he kind of heard him fooling around, and he's like, all right, 
and then he let the them take the whole fall for everything. Right. Well, he attempted to. Yeah. And I guess at some point Jesse shoots the guard in the head. Oh yeah. Tulip gets so emotionally upset at them almost being caught. She loses the, the baby, baby. She says. So this guy Carlos is the reason they may or may not have gotten arrested. She lost her baby. Uh, their lives were changed forever. Was and it weird? They played him a lot weaker than I thought he would have been. Carlos? Yeah. Well, I guess he was a puss. I mean, I guess yeah. he was a coward. He, yeah. He took the money, the first couple of bags. Ran off. Yeah. So he was a coward. Yeah. And he he was a snake because he let them, Ugh. well, he set them up. Yeah, he totally did. He set them up. So they open the trunk, Carlos is in the trunk, and Jesse's like, I'm, I'm going to shoot him. And he know he, clearly he's killed before because he puts a plastic bag over his head. Man, a freaking oven. And he mitt. puts an oven mitt over his hand to muffle the sound. Silencer. And it's because he explains it's to keep the blood from splattering on the in the side of his car. And then Tulip talks him out of it. And he's like, it, "It's the fact that you're willing to do that for me. That's enough." Yeah. Stop. Stop. So you figure they're gonna let him go. So he gets out of the trunk. They're gonna let him go. And he's walking away. And they said, "Hold on, you need this." And they give him a tire iron. He thought Tulip was gonna hit him. I, that's what I thought. And she's like, "You're gonna need this." So then I'm like, all right, to protect himself in case he walks home in the desert? What's that for? And then when Je- then Jesse walked over and gave him a gun, and I thought, are they, like, baiting him? Like, all right, shoot me. Right. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so then it's a great comic book scene where they stand there like they're superheroes, and they go, prepare to defend yourself. Yeah. Then he's got a tire iron and a gun. And the next time we see him... He's bloodied and oh my God. battered, and, and it was like Walking Dead. He, he was, sounded like a walker. He was like, <laughs> he was like, he was making all those sounds. Like, By the way, that was my yeah. walker sounds. I got. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm working. I'm on really that. impressed by that. Actually, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Well, all right. Relax. I'm married. Anyway, so so he's he's got his brains bashed in. They kicked his ass, and the gun and tire iron did not help him. He couldn't even see out of his eyes. They were so swollen shut. Um, yeah, but I, but I wonder um, if we'll ever see him again. I don't know. He's in bad shape. <laughs> okay, because if he left the town, we have a shot. Yeah. I'll explain what that means okay. later. Explain what that means later. People who watch the episode, you know what I'm talking about. By the way, always give us your thoughts at hashtag walkers and talkers. Or just tweet us at David underscore Brody and at JMakes514. Yes. That's on the Twitter, by the way. <laughs> the Twitter. Then there's a scene where, where uh, they're outside the church and and Donnie's wife tells the the, the cops, you got to go get preacher because he's put a spell on us. You got to go arrest him. And then at first I was like, wait, what the hell? They, she was just pro preacher, and now she's turning him in. Right? You're like, what's she doing? What she's she turning him in. Doing. And then they drive away, and he gets out of the trunk, and you realize Donnie and Tulip, Tulip and the, Donnie and his wife, they're all going to help repair the church, clean it up, get it ready for God coming. So like, all right, they're still Team Jesse. That's great. By the way, for those of you who listen to all of our podcasts, I have made the change from Preacher to Jesse. I'm, tr- I'm starting to try to call him Jesse more. Oh, we're Jesse now? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Okay. But since Jesse is the preacher, they're still interchangeable. It, yes. I feel like when I'm talking about him in church, he's preacher. Like when he okay. brings God down, he's preacher. <laughs> but when he's killing people, I feel like he's Jesse. Jesse Custer. I feel like he's not much of a preacher. <laughs> okay, so he gets everybody, the congregation's filled up in the church. This is like the last scene you've seen. Yes, it's overflowing in there. And he, he has, the, it's overflowing. Ken Cannon, of course, is in the front. And by the way, Ken Cannon. Oh. Uh, Cannon is played by Jackie Earl Haley. And I don't know how I didn't realize this. Jackie Earl Haley got his start, at least in my world, as the bad kid in Bad News Bears, the original Bad News Bears movie. He's the one who's really good. He shows up on a motorcycle. He's badass. Oh, my God. And over the years, he always plays great characters. He played one of the greatest superhero characters in, in movie history. 
2008, I think it was, in uh, The Watchmen. He played Rorschach. I saw that. He played Rorschach. And he was fantastic. I love him and didn't realize he was oh Ken Cannon. He's so freaky looking. So I just wanted to point that out. I wow. loved, I love uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Every movie he's in, he's just great. Great. So Ken Cannon. Oh my God, you missed the ending. Okay. No, don't. Oh, man, oh my I'm God. So upset. So God shows up. He uses the machine and no one thinks it's working. And all of a sudden, God's there. He's in a big throne. He's got white hair. He looks like what people would imagine, what people think God I looks like. I was really wondering for weeks how they were going to portray this. So I, I, on Talking Dead, they explain how they did the scene. On Talking Preacher. So Talking he's, this, Preacher. he's this image. It looks like a hologram or yeah, like, a like a projection on, on the... A FaceTime on the wall. <laughs> yeah, FaceTime on the wall. FaceTime on the wall. And um, Jesse asks God's, God questions. Everyone's asking questions. Why do good things happen to bad people? Um, one person yells, um, what'd you do with the dinosaurs? Like uh, see, was... I, I missed it. You missed that. Oh my God. Oh my God. No. So Jesse yeah. asked him a question and then have I failed God? Have I failed my people? He's like, no, no son. You've brought them all here. You're doing a great job. So people are asking more questions and King Cannon says, where's my daughter? Is she there with you? And he says, yes, she is my son. He's, your daughter's with me. Wow. And King Cannon has his peace over him. And everybody's holding their hands up and there's this light and they're all, oh my God, it's God. And Jesse did this. And Jesse says, God, why did you give me the Genesis power? Why did you choose me for the... And, and he says, what? Huh? What? And he says, you know, the Genesis power? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, that. Well, you know, anyway, uh, yeah, because, you know, uh, next question. And as he says that, Jesse's like, what? Next question. <laughs> and God sort of like picks at his nose, like he's a little flick, and then goes on to the next questions. So people are asking questions. Tulip starts yelling at God, like, you need to give answers. You're not answering anybody. You, you've left us here. She's a bad man. You're like, really ripping God. Like, this Tulip doesn't afraid anybody. And Jesse calms her down. Uh, and and uh, Preacher says, um, says to him, you're, you're not God. You're not really God. Who are you? What have you done with God? Oh my God. And he says, what are you talking about? I'm God. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm God. You're not God. I saw you pick your nose. You're not God. <laughs> and and you don't know what the gen like he's like he knows it's not him. He goes, What have you done with God? Where's God? Like, I'm God. And he makes the lightning again. And everybody's like looking at Jesse, like, why are you questioning God? Because So everyone believed it was God. Right. Oh, there was one other question I forgot. When the, the guy yells out, Can I have my dick back? Oh no. The guy who had his dick shut off, he's yeah. like, Can can I have my dick back to God? <laughs> Which I thought was great. So he's asking this God. And God's like, I'm God. I don't know what you're talking about. So preacher uses the voice, and he's like, tell me where God is. And so this no guy way. gets sucked into the power, and he's like, I'm not God. I don't know where God is. Nobody here knows where God is. If you've seen God, let us know he's missing. What? And he's like, I, I, we just can't find him. And everybody in the town is like panicking now. Because they're like, what do you mean God's missing? We thought you were God. They just went from euphoria to, oh, oh my, my God. God. And so then God starts looking around. You see God looking at whatever room he's in. And he's like, no, no, he made me say it. He made me say it. I didn't mean to say it. And two guys grab the fake God and drag him off because <gasps> he gave away the secret. That's not all you missed. Oh, that's not more? all you missed. So Ken Cannon says, that's it. You need to denounce God. Denounce him. And the three of them, Cassidy, uh, Tulip, and Preacher, I'm going to refer to them as the Scooby Gang from now on. The Scooby <laughs> Gang just walks out, and everybody's sort of looking like, what do we do now? Yeah, like, what was and, that? And um, the waitress, Emily, Emily starts playing a rock song on the piano, and then it turns into a montage of people killing each other, what? of Ken Cannon destroying the church and pulling the cross down. 
Um, so he bulls he bulldozed it down. The Indian chief and the um, prairie dog guy in the costume, the two mascots. Yeah, they hang themselves. What? They've given up on life. They're dead. Oh my god. Tracy's mom. Oh my god. Tracy's mom has got it going on. Mrs. Loach. What? What do you mean she has it going on? Okay. She no. takes a pillow. <gasps> And smothers her daughter. Shut up. Because there's no God. Oh, my God. And as she's doing that, her little brother comes over and takes a selfie with her mom in the background, Ooh, smothering Tracy. What? Mayhem. You have missed this so much. This is chaos. Hold on. <laughs> Fiore is the tall one, right? Uh, yeah. He returns from hell by himself because DeBlanc was shot in the head yeah. from the cowboy. He gets off the bus and he's at that weird-looking graveyard again. Here's a little trivia for you. That graveyard... Was in a scene in the in Breaking Bad, where where Walter White is leaving Albuquerque and he's waiting for his bus to arrive. He's waiting in front of that same weird looking graveyard. So oh. a little AMC Albuquerque crossover. Oh, I love Breaking Bad. Little tidbit for you. Little tidbit for you. <laughs> okay, so remember the guy in the, in that warehouse factory? He kept yeah, pushing what the button. Is that goose well, now we stuff? know. Now we know what it is. Oh my god, so I missed that too. They used the poop from the cows <laughs> to give off methane. Methane comes out of manure. Yes. So that was all manure. Why was it like popping the up? Entire, and... That was bubbling manure. Why was it and that like... whole thing was, it would take the methane and use it to power the town. Oh. They were using methane gas as fuel. Is that safe? Well. <laughs> I missed that too. <laughs> so the fuel was building up in pressure and that guy's only job was to push the button and release pressure. Well, because there's mayhem in the town... And everybody's killing each other and nobody cares about life anymore. He hired a dominatrix who whipped him to death or whipped him unconscious. And what? now the, the alarm, oh, oh my, God. my God, the alarms start going <laughs> no. off in this methane plant, which you realize is a methane plant because the sign shows you. She's got a ball gag in her mouth. Is this because his wife denied him like a piece on the phone? Maybe. So he figured, what the hell? There's no God. And he hired a dominatrix. Oh. So she's got a ball gag in her mouth. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, he's unconscious or dead. We don't know. <laughs> and so she's got like a, you know, like a leather thong thing. And, a, and, and she's pushing every button. And she's trying to get the pressure down. And she's pulling every lever. She has no clue. And she's like, uh-oh. And it maxes out. Uh-oh. So every spout in town has a little flap opens up. I guess to release a little extra methane. So is there just shit flying all over the town? No, methane gas, which is oh. flammable. <gasps> so all over town, they show like a methane port open by the diner, <gasps> methane port open by the church, methane, all over town, these methane pipes are opening with the flaps are opening up and methane shooting out. I'm suing my DVR company, that's it. <laughs> you should. I am so, I can't believe this. Because the, then there's a giant explosion, because as soon as anyone lights a match or whatever, oh, that's it. the entire town blows up. The church blows up, everything blows up, everyone is killed, everyone what? is dead. The entire town. What? Now, the Scooby gang is in another town, because they're on a road trip, I'll explain why in a minute. So is Emily dead? As far as we know, the town is gone. So Sheriff... Emily, everyone. Everyone is gone, oh except the Scooby gang and Assface <laughs> because he's in hell. Gone, I, dead. I can't believe this right now. Gone. I'm Wiped out. I'm shock. So it all happened from this God thing that everything trickled down to in the methane guy. In 20 minutes, I missed all of this. You missed everything. This is insane. So the Scooby gang decides in this diner in this other town that their mission now, which is where the comic book picks up, okay. is that they're going on a mission across country on a road trip in the cool Chevelle to find God. And either they're going to help him if he's been captured or something, or they're going to kick his ass if he's given up on, on the world. But they're going to find him. 
So the three of them are road trip. Where the hell do they think they're going to find him? I don't know. Sitting on the side but of the road? That's the comic book. Okay. Wait, there's more. Oh, okay. Tulip gets out of the... Before they get in the car, Tulip says, can you explain to me this Genesis thing? Now, Cassidy's in the back seat watching them out the back window. And he says, it's hard to explain. Well, explain it to me. So she says, well, here's how it works. This is Genesis, right? And he says, kiss me. To Ooh. Tulip, kiss me. And so she passionately kisses him, like, boom. Um, like, for like 20, 20 seconds. Like, <laughs> all of them eating each other up, right? <laughs> so then afterwards, he goes, that's Genesis. And she looks at him, now it's worn off, and she punches him in the eye. Oh, and my Cassidy God. And Cassidy had that look of jealousy on, and she goes, don't ever do that to me again. That's, you know, that, and they get in the car, and they're like, boom, yeah. and they take off. Cut to the town. The town is gone. Just like there's a tub, there's ah. body parts, there's just smoke. And all of a sudden, the, the girl, the archangel blonde, the one that they oh, had to keep the killing, yeah, the, yeah. the agent, she's standing there walking in, in the debris because she's alive and no one else is. And all of a sudden, she gets <laughs> giant bullet hole in her chest. What? Big hole, like a missile went through her chest. And she drops to the ground on the floor. And the uh, his official name is All Saints Congression Cowboy. This is a new... Oh, this... Cowboy from hell. What? Oh, so he came back? Why he, did he's he on Earth her? Because she was there. And he walks over her body. He squishes her hand and he goes... Oh. And he looks in the camera and he goes... Preacher. Oh my god. That's it. He he's after preacher. So he's now a main character. He's on Earth in t- in real time. And he has to figure out what's going on. Oh my god. And he's with Fiore. No, Fiore got Fiore got off on the bus. He came back because he hired him. No, he just appeared. He the appeared cowboy didn't come with him. No. Okay. Cowboy just showed up in town. He did not get off the bus. Wow. You may have gotten off the bus earlier. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know everything, Jamie. I know my DVR works. <laughs> I cannot believe how much I miss in 20 minutes. For those of you listening, I have direct TV and it never <laughs> messes up. I can't, I'm, I'm really, I can't believe this right now. Okay. So listen, if you're listening to this and you missed the last 20 minutes, I hope I caught you up. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So then Talking Preacher came on with our, of course, Chris Hardwick, mm-hmm. the host of the show. And he had Seth Rogen. The other creator, I forget, and the actor who plays Arseface. Oh, what does he look like in real life? He looks like the same from the nose up, but without the ass mouth. So kind of still. No, good looking. No, I'm saying he looked good looking guy. They talked about season two. They talked about. When is that starting, by the way? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Okay. Probably like January, if I had to guess, because I haven't started filming yet. They talked about new characters on the show. Uh, I guess at the, the first episode, the guy with the map, apparently the guy who got the map for the girl. Oh, the weirdo in the, like that movie, yes. we don't see his face. Right. So apparently he's a main character in season two. Oh. And according to Seth Rogen, the funniest character in the series. Huh. So expect him to be in a lot. Okay. Okay. Let's see what else they talked about in, in uh, on my notes. Um, in the comic book, the whole town dies right away. That's how it starts. So that's sort of how it starts. So I think he may send Arseface to hell in the comic, and then the town blows up. Maybe the God thing happened. They just said that that's the town pretty much blows up at the beginning of the first comic. Okay. So everything, as as we've talked about before in season one of Preacher, was all prologue that they wrote so that you'd appreciate the people in the town dying, that you feel I, like you get I to like know that them. Seth Rogen had this idea. Yeah, plus it gives you an extra season of the show. Yeah. Whereas like the, the comic book, I think yeah. the comic book is done. They're not writing it anymore, I think. Oh, okay. So, 
the whole season was just prequel stuff. Yeah, I liked it. So we will find out. Apparently, we're going to find out why Ars face killed the girl, why he didn't go to jail, even though his dad's the sheriff, and kind of a little more backstory there. Okay. Okay. Also, they pointed out something. Chris Hardwick noticed this, which I didn't notice. The tattoo on Preacher's back. Of it, the tulip? Is the same tattoo on the arm of the guy who killed his father. So in the scene where the guy shoots his father, yeah, he had the same tattoo on his arm. What was it again? I don't remember. You have oh, tattoos. Pay more attention. I know. I have a bunch. I, I don't have tattoos, so I don't, I don't pay attention to them. <laughs> I just remember his tulip tattoo, but that's it. I have to go back. I would guess the tulip tattoo is for tulip. Yeah. Well, he let's said go, it was, but Yeah, well, let's go back and look. Okay. But whatever the case... Hmm. The, the, tat, the big tattoo on his back is the same as the guy. So there's a, there's a connection there, there's a correlation. which we will have to find out at some point. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, I don't know how I forgot this. Okay. There's one scene after they realize there's no God where they're all doing weird things, crazy things, right up the town. So they show Ken Cannon sitting at his desk in his office, and he's holding what looks like his daughter in the ski coat she died in. Remember the flashback? She died yeah. in the ski lift and she fell. And so remember they had, they had like... They're dead bodies. Yeah. So I assumed that he was holding her dead body again and put the coat on her. Ew, that's and sick. He's, and he's holding her like he's cradling her. Like, there's no God, life is over, and I'm going to stare at my dead daughter's body. Camera pans out, pulls out, and there's buckets of, white buckets of chuck meat, like ground meat. Okay. And there's a handprint in the meat, like someone put their hand in and scooped out meat. Then they show the baby in his arms from his perspective, and it's a baby made of ground meat. What? With the ski coat on? Yeah, with the ski Ew. coat on. So, He's... like, he shaped a face Ew. and a nose. He, like, made and he... a meat baby? He made a meat baby. Oh, my God. So, hashtag He's... meat baby. I don't know how I forgot that. Hashtag twisted. Oh, my God. What is wrong with him? So, yes, he made a meat baby. Oh, my God. So, I, so I, thank you. I didn't want to forget that. That is really disturbing. That was the dis- most, you have to go after watch oh, it now. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm so freaked out right now. Meat baby. <laughs> Hashtag meat baby. <laughs> so that's the deal. They will eventually, I'm sure, rescue Eugene in season two because the actor's still on the show. Fear the Walking Dead. The commercials look great. Yeah, they do. They ran more commercials. Your DVR sucks. Now, um, August 21st, return of Fear the Walking Dead, which means we have a couple of weeks. So what we can do next week is just do any updates of anything Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead that we have. Or we can take a week off. I will not be here this 16th. So one of the weeks we yes. will not be here. So that week. So, so we, really have, week. <laughs> we really have like one, maybe two weeks. I don't know. Do yeah. the math. Maybe one week where we're not going to be. Oh, yeah. We, we take a week off. So if you have any ideas for what you want us to do on the podcast, t- I gave you the Twitter. Look it up. It's, it's Please, <laughs> it's on there. We're going to send out this podcast, which means you saw the link. You know my my Twitter and Jamie's Twitter. Thanks for listening as always. This was a long one, but it's the season finale. I loved it. Can't wait for season two. I can't wait to see the rest of it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to tape the next time it's on. It was really, I feel like I ruined it for you. No, I'm... I'm... Oh, hold on. Spoiler warning. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the ending to episode 10 of Preacher. <laughs> All right. Well, th- listen, it was a great run. I'm glad we picked this show to talk about. Me too. Between our yeah. zombie shows. Yeah. And we get back to zombies soon. I can't Yay. wait. Eat, eat people. <laughs> and I have to be honest. I, if he kills two people, Negan, I know what I'm going to do. Honest to God, when I heard that, and I've been hearing it more and more that it's going to be more than one person, I can't emotionally handle this. Well, the article also talks about this. Now, I'm not getting, giving anything away. I'm just giving you that watching somebody that they care about killed so brutally in front of them 
um, affects them all. They start blaming, I'm assuming they blame Rick for it. Rick's a broken man right now. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be craziness. They're all going to deal with the death or deaths differently. Yeah. So. Do you think they're going to do too? Here's what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to kill someone in the finale. And then him say, you didn't think I was just going to kill one of you, did you? Um, and then the cliffhanger would have been the second killing. Oh, that would have been so good, too. Thank you. Oh, my right? God. Right? That would have, at least it would have had something. Right. You and then mourn Glenn And then you forever. could have had a cliffhanger, but still had the... the, the, <sighs> the Right. So that was my idea. That's what I would have... You should write for the show. That's I good. should. You Thank should. you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Hello. So that was my idea. I think... They're, well, they're definitely going to kill one person. They're already dead because we saw the death. We don't know who it is, though. Yeah. I feel like... I told you this last week. I feel like they killed too many saviors to get away with one killing. Yeah. Or someone's going to stand up and defend. So I started thinking, if so-and-so was killed, who would stand up and defend? Abraham. So, well, if Abraham was killed... He already kind of tried. Yeah, but would Sasha get up and say something because they have a relationship now? If Sasha was killed, would Abraham stand up? I don't know if Sasha's that stupid. If Abraham was killed, would Eugene stand up? Or if Eugene was killed, would Abraham shoot his mouth off? Would Rosita not say a word because Abraham screwed her over? Like, Rosita won't be killed. She's not big enough. It doesn't... There's only three or four people that are big enough to be killed that it would be dramatic. Yeah. But the second killing... Hmm. I... We we agree that we think the killing is Glenn. Here's what I agree. It's not Carl, because he said if anyone talks, cut the other bo- the boy's other eye out and, and feed it to his, his father. father. So it's not Glenn It's not or Glenn Rick. or Rick. Right. I'm sorry, Rick or Carl. It's not Daryl, because it's not Daryl. It's just not. I feel like he and Dwight need to have like a season-long thing. Plus, it's Norman Reedus, so. It's not Maggie, because <laughs> she's pregnant. They wouldn't do that. And Maggie has a huge role in the comics, which... Happens because Glenn is killed in the comics. And I don't think Michonne's too big to mess with. I think because all of Rick's love interests get killed, they wouldn't do it again. Yeah, that would be really sick. Right. Because Jesse just died. So I don't think it's Michonne. So I think it's Abraham. Or Eugene. Or Eugene. Or Glenn. And that's it. Because Ethan is not... Aaron. Aaron, sorry. Aaron's not big enough. Yeah. It wouldn't be that dramatic. Although he could be the second death. That would make sense. Like, let's say they did Glenn and were, like, dying like emotionally. If, if, if he and had then, guilt for bringing them to Alexandria. Then he took Aaron and were, like, it's, like, we couldn't handle. Like, like I, if they killed Eugene and Abraham, that oh, would be, like, oh. Horrible. But if and they, then there's no one, I think the other one needs to live to mourn the other one. Yeah. So I feel like the second one wouldn't be as big. But I could see it being, like, Abraham and Sasha. Oh, or, that's, that's big, though. Okay. I don't know anything. Uh, this is just what I I'm... feel like it could be like a like Glenn, Glenn, and then maybe Aaron if they had a second one because you need a like a less lesser character to soften that blow. Yeah, if so, it's two, we don't know anything. I, I, we're, we're just I'm thinking like sixty five percent it's Glenn, twenty five percent it's Eugene, and maybe fifteen percent. I don't know. I haven't done the math. Like <laughs> whatever's left over. Excuse I'm me. I'm not your math girl. Whatever's left over for uh, for Abraham. Okay. That that's it. I can't. And as far as the second one, if there was a second one, my, my guess would be Aaron or Sasha. So I feel like Sasha had her run, and now she's just... Like, if, if Abraham dies, then Sasha would definitely be the other one. Yeah. Because her role now is to... But I think, like, they're going to have a relationship. They want the biscuit. So I think Aaron is second. Okay. I think Eugene... 
Or <laughs> Abraham dies, right? Because he was supposed to die with the bolt in the eye, yeah. and Denise died instead. But then they would have only saved him for like one episode. But maybe they did it to because to, they didn't want to kill Glenn, so they had, they needed another big character. So they saved Abraham, and then Rosita and Sasha have to kind of mourn together and maybe bond or still, like, mm-hmm. there'd be like a dynamic because they both had feelings for him. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right, now My we've done My mind the- is blown now, so we need to talk about more about this next week. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you next week. We'll talk yes. more about something. Yeah, theories. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.